Hey, ghoul friends, it's me, Adrian, or Aiden, either way, I am still your host, and you are still listening to Susto, the podcast of ooky, spooky, scary stories. Thank you so much for returning from the grave, and if you are new here, welcome to the Susto fam. Thank you for joining us. I hope you've been enjoying if you've been listening to other episodes. If not, feel free to do this one first and then try out the other ones. I'm going to jump right into just some quick updates and then we'll get into the episode. I'm going to start with the, what's the word? I guess the fastest approaching thing. And that would be the event that I'm going to be co-hosting with the Austin Seance at Yarrow and Sage here in Austin, Texas. If you haven't seen it, I posted about it and so did Austin Seance. And you can check that out on, of course, all my socials. It's at Sustal Podcast on every platform. What we're doing is Austin Seance has invited me to collaborate with them and I'm so excited. It's something I wanted to do. They also have a really great zine and you can follow them online. It's the Austin Seance. They're going to be doing a spirit board or a talking board workshop, also known as Ouija boards. So we are going to be talking talking all things Ouija boards. It's limited capacity. So I know that we only had like 14 spots available. And I listen, I've been getting the notifications. I see that those spots are going. So if they aren't already taken up and you're going to be in Austin on July 14th, go check that out. Again, it's on my link tree. That's linktr.ee slash sustol. And again, it's linked on all of my socials bios. Grab your seat if it's not already taken. It's a free event and it's reservation only. So excited to see y'all there, those of you that are going. Of course, as I've been promoting for months and I am so very excited for August 25th through the 27th is the True Crime and Paranormal Podcast Festival. And you can get your tickets for 15% off using code SUSTO. That's your attendee ticket or your VIP attendee ticket at truecrimepodcastfestival.com for the True Crime and Paranormal Podcast Festival here in Austin, August 25th through the 27th. This final update is for the best ghoul friends on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash podcast. We are going to be having our movie night this Friday, June 30th, uh, sometime in the evening. I'm going to say let's do like maybe eight o'clock. Plot twist, we're not actually watching a movie. (laughs) We're going to do what I tried to do last time and it ended up turning into a game night. So we'll see what happens. It's kind of just like we're getting together. We're going to do a virtual hangout. But my intention is to get together with you all and watch scary videos on YouTube because that's kind of, you know, one of the reasons that this show started is that's something that I used to do with my friends. If we weren't just swapping stories, we were looking up creepy ass videos. So again, that is a best ghoul friends only exclusive on Patreon. If you are a patron, I will be sending the link to you maybe as soon as I'm done recording this or maybe earlier that evening, but it will be happening for sure. I will be sending the link out so that we can get together. It's going to be on Discord. So if you don't have the app, download it to your computer or your phone and we can hang out that way. But I'll see you there. Let's go ahead and get into today's story, which was actually sent to me a couple of times. I'm going to go ahead and shout out someone that mentioned me in a comment on TikTok. Her name is Diana. I'm assuming that's your name. I'm not going to give out your full handle because I don't want to just put you on blast like that. But thank you for tagging me in the comments of this video. Again, I saw this story. I had it sent to me multiple times. It's something that's very recent and it's downright just scary to think of it happening. But there's also a little bit of a paranormal twist to it, something that we've talked about on this show before. So stick around for the context after. But for now, let's get into the story, the very real story of of four children that survived 40 days in the Amazon rainforest, also known as the Children of the Jungle.
It's an incredible tale of terror, hardship, and endurance. Four Colombian children survived a plane crash and 40 days in the Amazon rainforest before being found alive in Colombia's Amazon jungle. The children, aged 13, 9, 4, and an 11-month-old infant were stranded in the jungle on May 1st, the only survivors of a deadly plane crash. The children, members of the Witoto indigenous community, had been traveling with their mother and an indigenous leader from the tiny Amazon community of Araraquara, Colombia to San Jose del Guaviar, a small city in central Colombia along the Guaviar River, to visit their father and flee violence in their home region in southern Colombia. The pilot reported engine failure and declared an emergency before the plane disappeared from radar around 7.30 a.m. on May 1st. Their mother, Magdalena Mucutui Valencia, was killed in the crash along with two other adult passengers, pilot Hernando Murcia Morales and Yarupari indigenous leader Herman Mendoza Hernandez. The children's subsequent disappearance into the deep forest galvanized a massive military-led search operation involving over 100 Colombian Special Forces troops and over 70 indigenous scouts combing the area. For weeks, the search turned up only tantalizing clues, including footprints, a dirty diaper, and a bottle. Family members said the oldest child had some experience in the forest, but hopes waned as the weeks went on. They were well prepared to forage because they were raised in the jungle, said Consuelo de Vengoechea, an anthropologist who studied and lived with the children's family. After leaving the crash site, she said, the kids ate Juan Soco, a fruit similar to passion fruit, and seeds known as milpeso, which are packed with oil and vitamins. They also found a box of food airdropped by the army. The baby was kept alive with water mixed with yucca flour, a bag of which they found on the airplane. Because they lacked a baby bottle, De Vengo Echea says that Leslie Mukutui, the 13-year-old girl who was the group's leader, used a leaf to drip the yucca mixture into the baby's mouth. The kids had a mosquito net and a plastic tarp on top of which they piled banana leaves to bunk down at night. Meanwhile, indigenous volunteers who knew the jungle better than the soldiers joined the search. But even they found it tough going, says Alberto Acosta a volunteer who spent 19 days in the jungle. Using a speaker that produces sound loud enough to be heard within a roughly mile-wide radius, they played a recording made by the children's grandmother in Huitoto, their native language, telling the children to stay in one place and that people were looking for them. The children were eventually discovered in an area clear of trees, which scouts were not able to previously search. Indigenous leader Lucho Acosta said, the place we found them is about three hours from the site of the crash walking through the jungle. It's a very short distance, but in the jungle terrain, it takes a long time to move around, he added. The Colombian president, Gustavo Petro, said he had spoken with the grandfather of the children who said that their survival was in the hands of the jungle, which ultimately chose to return them. The grandfather, Fidencio Valencia, said he and his wife had endured many sleepless nights worrying about the children. For us, the situation was like being in the dark. We walked for the sake of walking, living for the sake of living because the hope of finding them kept us alive. When we found the children, we felt joy. We don't know what to do, but we are grateful to God, he said. The children's other grandfather, Narciso Mukutui, said he wants his grandchildren to be brought home soon, 
I beg the President of Colombia to bring our grandchildren to Villa Vicencio, here where the grandparents are, where their uncles and aunts are, he said. The children were initially treated by combat medics from the special operations forces that had been deployed in the search, and later transferred to the military base in the city of San Jose del Guaviar, where they were in stable condition, the defense ministry said in a statement. President Pedro said finding the group was a magical day, adding, they were alone. They themselves achieved an example of total survival which will remain in history. We want to share the happiness of all the Colombian people with this true miracle that we have known tonight, the defense minister Ivan Velasquez said in a video posted to social media. It is unclear how they managed to survive for so long in a thick jungle that is prone to heavy rains and contains jaguars and venomous snakes. President Pedro called the children's survival a gift to life and an indication that they were cared for by the jungle. It's a real miracle. It's going to be news for years, said Pedro Arenas, a human rights activist in San Jose del Guaviar. After 40 days, it is quite incredible news. Welcome back. We're going to go ahead and jump into today's sources right away. So what I used to put this story together, it's kind of like a Frankenstein of four different articles. So the first one is from CNN, missing children found after 40 days and Amazon survived like quote, children of the jungle, Colombian president says. A uh, second one is from the New York Times, four missing children found alive after 40 days in Colombian jungle. The next one is from BBC News, Colombia plane crash, four children found alive in Amazon after 40 days. And the final one is from NPR, how four children lost in the Amazon jungle for 40 days were able to survive. And this one also has like a four minute listen. So you can listen to the story there. Again, direct links will be on the Susu Google Docs on Patreon, but these are available online. And those are what I used to piece the story together. This was very straightforward and kind of just reporting the news because this is such huge news. I feel like this is one of the first, if not only so far, positive stories to be on Susto. Now, to be honest, this is still horrifying that these kids went through this and that they lost family, they lost a leader from their community and that poor pilot who lost their life. Um, there is a lot of loss and there is a lot of you know scary shit that happened in this story, but ultimately the fact that these four kids were able to survive is amazing in itself 40 days in the amazon i can't survive a day like in texas heat so kudos to these kids for doing that that is amazing because i am not a survivor but they are all four of them especially that teenager the way that she like took charge from reading this story and kept herself and these other kids and an 11 month old alive for 40 days is amazing so i want to jump into these other sources that i found here and this is what i meant earlier when i said that there was a little bit of like a spooky twist and that it references an episode that we've done on Susu before. It was about duendes. Some of the videos and the comments that I was tagged in referenced this idea that duendes are either what helped keep the children alive or made the recovery take that much longer. Again, this was 40 days and they were only three miles away from the crash site. However, as was mentioned in the story in one of these articles, the jungle, the Amazon rainforest, it is so dense and I guess treacherous might be the word that 
it's hard to navigate through. So getting three miles away is going to take a long time in the rainforest because of all the wildlife. And you would have to have like a really good, just innate sense of direction, which I don't have. I don't know where the hell I'm going half the time, but these kids really did. And I do also want to point out, um, as was mentioned in here from that sociologist and, and, and in these other stories as well, that the the 13-year-old Leslie did spend some time in the rainforest. I'm not sure about the other kids, but I mean, definitely it's obvious that she had. And she had some ancestral knowledge that was passed down to her that enabled her to survive this way. So I'm going to start with these links. I have four of them. And the first one is also from the New York Times. It's Colombian children rescued in jungle had been fleeing for their lives. And this is something that I mentioned in the story as well, because I feel like a lot of the other stories, not a lot of them, I feel like some of the stories and definitely the ones that I used to piece today's episode together, it felt almost like it was left out and whether or not that was intentional I don't know Um, this story really is about their survival in the rainforest but the entire time that I was reading about this that I kept seeing videos or articles about this story I kept wondering why were they in the plane in the first place like where were they going it's such a small plane where were they traveling in this article this says that the father of two of the survivors said the family had feared the children would be recruited by a violent armed group the four children who survived an almost unfathomable 40 days in the Colombian jungle after their tiny plane crashed in the Amazon rainforest had boarded the plane because they were fleeing for their lives so this continues to say that their father Manuel of the two youngest survivors explained in an interview that an armed group that forcibly recruited children by threatening violence had seized control of their home region in southern Colombia. And I mentioned that at the top of the story because it's, I feel like it was important to say why, you know, these these kids were on the plane and and with their mom like that was left out and it's just I don't know exactly how to feel about it I'm not saying anyone needs to feel any sort of way about it I was just curious this says fearing their family was next he said relatives had tried to fly the children out of the territory to a city where they could live safely this includes a quote from their father it says I was very scared the children would be recruited said Mr. Ranok who like others spoke by phone he added that the country's armed groups have no respect they are capable of recruiting a child as young as two. So obviously that's just really fucking sad. There was another article, I'll probably run into it right now. I only have three of them. But this next one is from uh, theguardian.com. Before that, I want to mention before I, I find it in one of these that uh, the, the this group that they're talking about, it's like an offshoot of this other group that no longer exists anymore. It's, they called it a dissident group. And so basically, to me, it sounds like a militia. I don't know much about that. And that I feel like that's starts to delve into like the true crime area of content yeah i just wanted to make note of that so this next one again from the guardian it says indigenous knowledge bravery vigilance how young siblings survived in colombia's perilous jungle i love that title indigenous knowledge bravery vigilance amazing uh there's a picture here it's nothing super graphic i mean i I think that's subjective but it's a picture it's not showing their faces and i don't want to post anything that's showing the kids faces i really didn't want to say their names either but they're all over the place so i figured i would at least say the 13 year old's name and you know honor her for her bravery but there's this picture on this page and it's of the soldiers from the Colombian Air Force giving medical attention to one of the children they say in these articles that when they 
found the children that they were very obviously they were weak they were malnourished because uh, although they were surviving it's not you know it, it probably wasn't enough but this picture shows one of the kids and their arm is so little and when I saw it earlier I literally I wanted to cry I, I cried I'm not gonna lie uh, as I always do <laughs> but it's just it made me so sad to think of these poor kids alone for that long fighting for their lives but I wanted to read this one because there was an interesting mention here from the grandmother. This article starts off, 13-year-old Leslie Mugutui credited with using ancestral knowledge to help keep her younger siblings alive. And then it says, Fatima Valencia, the grandmother of the four children rescued on Friday after 40 days alone in the Colombian Amazon, had a simple explanation for why they had taken so long to be found despite a huge search effort. They were being carried through the jungle by a duende a leprechaun-like mythological creature said to roam the forest. So, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was extremely interesting. As I mentioned on the episode about duendes, and as I feel like I've said before, about this kind of general idea of forest dwelling or wilderness small creatures is that they can be mischievous but there's always this aspect to them that's oh but they're also helpful they can also be helpful you know each one is different it just depends how they're feeling and how they're interacting with people on that day so this was part of the conversation that i saw online was people saying that there was a duende with them you could you could almost if you wanted to like kind of go off the deep end on this you could say that that's the reason it took so long that's the reason it took 40 days to find them because although they were only three miles away from the crash site it took 40 days because this duende may have been being mischievous and kind of leading them you know in circles but also did that help because what if they had gotten further who knows what they could have run into you know that's just again part of this theory i guess that i'm seeing online is were they being mischievous were they being helpful was it actually duendes the rest of this story goes on to talk about you know just the story itself that's one of the only mentions of the duende but i do want to also point out that there was mentioned in the articles that i used there's language that i really liked that they used one was saying that they were kind of at the the mercy of the jungle the president himself said that their survival was a gift to life and an indication that they were quote cared for by the jungle this idea that the jungle was watching them that the jungle is alive it is first of all it's alive but that it's maybe a sentient it's part of the community the end of this article i really really thought it was sweet it ended with another quote from their grandmother and i'll just read this whole last part because there's another part of this that i thought was interesting it says it was perhaps telling that the first people to find the children were members of the indigenous search team who had been calling out in native languages on the morning of the rescue, they partook in a ritual with yage, or ayahuasca, a traditional jungle medicine with psychedelic properties. They were found by an indigenous guardian who took yage and with the support of the army's technology, said Luis Acosta, coordinator of the Guardia Indígena. Those who take yage see far beyond what we see. He becomes a doctor, a panther, a tiger, a puma. He sees beyond because it's a holistic medicine. He had the capacity to look. Speaking on Saturday, Fatima Valencia, again their grandmother, also credited the spiritual and natural worlds for her grandchildren's survival. Quote, I give thanks to Mother Earth because she released them. End quote. Ugh, reading that one, like, uh, dagger to the heart in like a, the sweetest way possible, but I can't imagine what they're 
families went through as well, just waiting and waiting. But again, it really boiled down to the indigenous knowledge, not only of these kids, but of their community and the people that went looking for them. It's so, so, so beautiful in a way, I guess. It's easy for me, right, (laughs) to see the silver lining in this that had, you know, no real stake or nothing to do with this. But I hope that one day that these kids can see that too, that, you know, although this terrible thing happened, they were able to walk away with their lives and proof it's it's documented now like like the all these other people were saying it's going to go down in history that so many people came together because they cared about them many of them who probably didn't even know these kids or their family here's also where i wanted to talk about that violence that they were fleeing from this article does go into some detail about that aside from the shock and trauma of the crash and their mother's death the children may have had reason to fear the olive uniforms of the search party. Manuel Ranoc, father of the two younger children, claims that members of the Carolina Ramirez Front, an ex-FARC dissident group active in the region, had a history of threatening him and his family. Ranoc, who served as governor of a Huitoto community, said the threats had forced him to leave the region to Araraquara in Caqueta in Colombia's southern Amazon region. The family had visited Ranoc there in April and were returning to San Jose de Guaviar in a chartered Cessna when the engine failed and crashed into a region where the rebel group operate. On 20 May or May 20th, the army confirmed it had found an abandoned FARC dissident camp 2.8 kilometers from the crash site, but quickly ruled out speculation that the children had been kidnapped by the group. Dranok said the children would tell their own stories in time. And he's right. What a good dad. Yes, Exactly. Like, don't force these kids to talk about it. They will talk about it when they're ready. If they ever want to, it's up to them. And I mean, here I am doing this and all these articles are being read. I hope that this is it and people just leave them the fuck alone (laughs) and let them be kids and live their lives. Because this is something that I'm sure, especially the two older ones will never forget. The last link that I have here, and I'm sorry to end this context on a sad note, but it's also very sweet. And we don't know anything yet. As far as I know, I haven't heard any updates about this, but this is from news.italy24.press. And it's it's just titled, He Was With Us. It says, a four-legged hero, as the Colombian press dubbed him, there were two dogs used in Operation Hope, is what they called this entire rescue operation, to find the children lost in the jungle after the plane crashed that killed all the adults on board, including their mother. Wilson, the dog, on May 18th, launched into the bush and never reappeared. From the military hospital, where they were hospitalized and where they will remain for at least two to three weeks. By the way, this happened early June. They were found early June. So this just happened in case you haven't seen anything about this. Two to three weeks, the surviving children confirmed meeting the dog who stayed with them for a while. However, 13-year-old Leslie, the older sister, also added that Wilson may not be able to survive the way they did. In the forest, there would be no suitable food for a dog like him. Soldiers glimpsed Wilson on two occasions in the undergrowth, but despite his handler's call, he did not return. However, the armed forces have announced that Operation Hope will not be closed until the dog is found dead or alive. And on Twitter, they published a photo above, which I'll be putting here, of Wilson as a puppy. He was born, raised, and trained with us. The operation does not end. It will continue night and day until we find our four-legged hero. (laughs) Oh my god. I can't. You already know how I feel about animals, and I hope that Wilson is also found. I honestly, I don't even want to keep looking for updates about Wilson. I just want to be happy for the kids. And in my brain, one day, Wilson's going to be found, and they're going to end Operation Hope because they don't need to look for him. And I'm going to stop crying, or I'm going to stop talking about him before I cry. Oh, no. 
All right, welcome back. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. And as always, special shout out to my ghoul friends on patreon.com slash sustopodcast. You are Liza, Sadie, Rachel, Alejandra, Luther, April, Maria, Eva, Dee, Victoria, Josette, Sam, Angela and Co., Mandy, Julianne, Karen, Lori, Jeannie, Monica, Desiree, Anasi, Ashes, Nere, Rachel, Asukena, Javier, Rios, Ana, Christine, Marlene, Diana, Chata, Jessica, and Lainey. I really appreciate y'all's support. And oh, one last thing. I didn't say this earlier, but if you have your own scary story that you would like me to share on the show in a Letters from the Beyond episode, you can do so by sending an email to sustopodcast at gmail.com. You can send me a DM on all of the social medias, or you can leave it in a five-star review if you are able to leave a review wherever you are listening. Speaking of... Make sure to press those buttons, all the like, follow, subscribe, five star, whatever there is whenever you're listening to an episode of Susto. Please go ahead and help me out with that. It is the easiest way to support the show. I will talk to you or see you in the next one and stay safe. Bye.